Hi guys, this is Sarah. And this is Katrina Jill. And, and we're, we're the, the feds. feds. FedWork is the modern day background check. And we encourage people to feed empowerment daily. And, and you're, you're now, now listening, listening to, to FedWork. Fed this week's episode of FedWork is brought to you by Charmin. Charmin has long lasting mega rolls that aim to give you a better bathroom experience. Those who use Charmin really enjoy the go. Hey guys, welcome to FedWork. This is Katrina Jill. And Sarah. And happy FedWork Friday. Happy FedWork Friday. It's the best day of the whole week. Yes, it is. How does it feel to be back in Michigan from your trip to L.A., Sarah? Well, I think everyone here is going to love me because we get back and it's like 50 to 60 for the next week. I'm like, I brought it with me. Like, you're welcome. Oh, you brought the L.A. sunshine? Yes. Except okay. my mom, my poor mom sends me a video. She's like, I left to the grocery store and it was sunny. And I got out of the grocery store, and there's giant snowflakes. <laughs> and I was like, well, northern Michigan, there you go. Absolutely. How was your trip How was your trip here to L.A.? You guys, can we just talk about the fact that I was finally back in L.A.? It was awesome. It was very short. It was I know, days. short but sweet. Short but sweet. But we got so much done. And it was good. You know, I feel like uh, I like my soul needed to be in Los Angeles and to feel like everything that had kept me going for 12 years while I lived there. It was nice to kind of have a resurgence of that energy um, that Los Angeles provides for me. Uh, I don't know if it does that for everyone, but it does for me. And right. it was uh, it was great. You know, I, I kind of did a little bit of everything. I, I saw almost everybody. There were a few key people that I unfortunately did not get to see. But, you know, I keep saying that I was raised in Michigan, but L.A. made me who I am. Okay. You know, the intention was never to be away for an entire year. Like, I was always supposed to move home, be close to family, be close to my friends here, kind of start this portion of my life, but still have everything still going in L.A. and be out there once or, you know, once a month or once every couple months. Like, that was always the plan. And then COVID kind of, you know, took that from me. So... It was uh, I'd, the last probably two or three months I had, I'd been feeling like a lack. And I wasn't sure if it was, you know, just a weird time in my life or what was going on. And then I realized the second that I got back to L.A., I was like, this is what I was missing. Like, I what, do you mean by, what do you mean by a lack? Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, it was almost like I wasn't in I wasn't in like a state of depression or anything like that. But I just didn't feel wholly myself. And there's a big part of the LA lifestyle, you know, the kind of moving and shaking and moving around all the time, hiking, going between this meeting and this meeting and this meeting and, you know, all of that stuff, even though I'm busy in Michigan, it is different. And there's something about, like, the only thing I keep going back to is the energy of Los Angeles. You know, it's, it's like a magnet. Do you think you would still feel that same way that same way if you were able to travel and move around in 2020 or do you really think that it was just from Los Angeles? Well, you know, and I, I know you remember this <clears throat> that my connection to New York is is a whole different thing. I feel like I'm emotionally and like cosmically connected to cities. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I have my hubs, I have LA, I have Paris, I have New York. Those are the places aside from home that like, I feel the most myself. And I got to go to New York. Iceland. 
<laughs> I mean, if I could literally pick up and move my entire life to Iceland and never leave, that would be fine by me. Right. Basically being restricted in movement um, over the last year and only going to New York by way of car, you know, which was still a trip, but it didn't feel the same. Um, I, I don't think it was just the first, you know, the, well, the second time that I had traveled, but it was, it was Los Angeles. Like, Wait, I I'm sorry, really run that back. That. It was your, run that back. It was your what? I love how you just kind of like brushed over that. Yeah, I just it had was a quick your, trip it was prior your what? to that. I had a quick oh, trip okay. prior to LA, mm, kind of like mm-hmm. as a test, like how's this travel thing mm-hmm. going to work? And then I right, came to LA. Right. Yeah. Mm, okay. Bringing it all back home to the main question. Yes, I think that it was Los Angeles specifically, not the fact that it hasn't been, you know, free game to travel the world. I think Los right. Angeles is is part of just who I am and I needed it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, when you were here, it didn't even feel like you, you've been gone for a year. No, I literally landed and I was like, oh, I was just, you know, that was a really long Christmas break. Like that's kind of what it felt like. <laughs> right, right, like, yeah. Everything was normal. I didn't even use my GPS. Like I knew how to get everywhere. You know, I just kind of like jumped in the rental car and got to it. Yeah, so what else did you do while you were in LA besides, you know, our Fed work stuff? Which we'll get to in a second. Um, I went to my old office, hung out with some of the people that I used to work with that are like family to me, and so that was awesome. Um, I got to see Noah and Dawn, which is like my extended family in LA and I just adore them. So I got to spend a lot of time with them, which was nice. Um, you know, we FaceTime all the time, but this was a little different. Mm -hmm. And then I got to go to girls dinner at Delilah, which is like one of my favorite places to go. And the energy there is awesome. And so I did that with Brendan Stace and we were there literally from like 9.30 until 1 in the morning. We just never left. Um, and I got to run into some people there, which by the way, like I didn't realize how much I miss walking into a place and having that cheers moment where like people know who you are and you know people and it's exciting to see familiar faces. That hasn't happened to me here. So mm-hmm. that kind of feeling was was nice. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's like a feeling of belonging. I'm not sure. but it was I'm sure cool. it's comfort too. Yeah. And obviously, like, you know how I am with the carrot souffle. So that was pivotal to my trip. Um, And then we did Fed work all day Saturday, which was amazing. And so phenomenal. It went shout out to Bird. Yes, shout out to Bird. And then uh, I got to go to Sunset in Malibu with Stacy. And that was awesome. I needed to have like my toes in the sand, you know, that was awesome. And then. Went out to the Americana to Ketsuya, which is one of my other favorite restaurants. And I went there with, um, I got to see Mark and his daughter and Noah and Dawn. It was so much fun. We stayed there till late. And then Saturday, Sunday, I went and saw my friend Kristen and her family. And I got to see my BFF, who I haven't seen in a year. And so we got to spend time together, which was awesome. Uh, and then, yeah, back to the airport. It was like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Really short trip. I know, girl. You landed on a Friday and left Sunday. Yeah. It was like it was like I got flued in, only I did it myself. <laughs> <laughs> facts, facts. Uh, um, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but within that year that you were away, what do you think you learned the most about being away from Los Angeles? 
Um, I think probably like the toughest lesson was that you don't really know who your friends are and mm. that your career did define you in LA and it doesn't anymore. So, wait, you said it does define you? Yeah. Like I feel like in LA and, and this is not to say that everyone is this way, like I'm in no means lumping everybody together, but this is just my experience. When you no longer have something that someone can use you for, you no longer have a purpose to them. And, you know, there's a certain level of, I don't want to, I don't know how to say it. Like you, it, it works both <laughs> Girl, ways. Girl, don't sometimes. sugarcoat it. Go ahead. Like it it Go works ahead. both ways sometimes. There's certain people that, yeah, I talked to because, because they were the plug for this. And I knew that they talked to me because I was the plug for that. And that's just kind of what it was. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's how the city moves and shakes. That's cool. But at the end of the day, you know, I had, you know, maybe invested more into certain relationships than I should have. And I realized when I left and I no longer had something that they needed, you know, mm-hmm. or that, I mean, that need is, you know, there's still people who were still, you know, hitting me up when I first moved home because COVID hadn't happened. But when it got eliminated, you know, it's not even that I'm not there because I still have, I still have the plug if I need it. I still have the pull if I need to for clients when things open back up. That's, that, that's not changing. But more so, <laughs> There wasn't something to plug them for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was eliminated. Whole, the whole industry whole was just thing, yeah. eliminated. So that was really eye-opening. And then, you know, there's also certain people that I didn't get along with necessarily. And maybe it was egos, you know, bumping heads or whatever. But when we were in a different situation, like, things were great. And I was like, wow, this person's awesome. You know, so it, it kind of had its benefits and its negatives. And uh, I just think overall, it's important for people to realize, like, you're, there's a difference between who your true real friends are and who you need to, you know, the, those people need to be watered so they can turn into beautiful plants and flowers and grass and all that good stuff. And then there's people who are just there, you know, to serve their purpose for you and you are to serve your purpose for them. And there should be no energy put there whatsoever. You don't need to worry about if they grow or not. That's not what they're, that's not your purpose in their life. And, and that's not your purpose in their life either. Yeah. I mean, I think in general, the pandemic top people that, I mean, people that didn't even move away from the cities that they lived in, you know, whether it was, you know, that your title, your work title does not define you. Um, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people probably struggled with that in the pandemic with just being associated with their work titles, but also the friends and associates that came along with the careers that they were in and just being able to differentiate and just kind of place people where they need to be, you know, differentiate between actual friends and people who are associates or, you know, work associates. Yeah. I mean, you know, I always said there's the party friends and the work friends and the, you know, this or this friends. And it was never meant in a way to detract from what that person, you know, meant to me or, or those people meant to me, but there's just a different level that I'm supposed to nourish those friendships. And I think it's just important to realize that additionally, at top of that, I, uh, I think just the the enormity of what family means to me, you know, and how important it is for me to truly Extended have family. this time. Yeah, like I have my family, my core family, who I'm, you know, my blood family, who I'm now living close to and able to be around more and can really like, you know, involve myself into aspects of their life that I wasn't necessarily able to when I lived away. 
but just to remember how close certain friends are that I have been with for, you know, 12 years or however long and how close those people are as my family as well. And that Mm -hmm. those relationships, you know, whether you're next door to them every day or you haven't seen each other in a year, those relationships are still just as strong and they deserve the same amount of time and energy that, you know, they, they, your family actually has. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. It's been it's been powerful, I think. Um, and, you know, it's really, really good for me. And like the reality check, I guess, is, is you know, probably the third thing that's just been huge is um, like, you know, there's a moment in time where I tried really hard not to do it. And I, I believe that I probably did where I got a little bit in my own head about what my job was and like how serious you know, I took things and I never, you know, I always wanted to do a good job and do the right thing and make sure that I was, you know, doing what I was paid to do. And I wasn't necessarily thinking about um, the way in which I handled things that got me there. So, you know, if I was rude to someone or if I was, you know, maybe louder or more aggressive about something than I wanted to be, or if that bitch side of my Gemini came out a little more than I wanted it to, you know, I feel like I've embrace the fact that I realized I I didn't know I was doing it, if Mm. that makes sense. Mm. And I've kind of like, I recognized I did it. It sucks that it happened because I never wanted to get out of what I believe my character to be. And then now moving forward, I hope I just never do. So what you're saying is you you had a lot of reflection, a lot of time to reflect about your character and yourself and your time away from L.A., yeah, especially like what like what I said was what I intended to happen versus what might have happened over the course of an evening. Like I never went into work with the intention of being rude or, you know, having to be mean to someone or having to do something like that, but at over the course of the night and the pressure and all these different people from all these different angles that you know that happened more than I wanted it to and I, I don't think I recognized that as it was happening, especially cuz the last year, I just really wanted to get home. I wanted to be by family. There was a lot of stuff happening. And I, you know, I was really just solely focused on me and not so much everybody around me and how it all worked. So I think it's just been, you know, eye-opening. But with looking back on that, you know, with you being away from family, and like you said, you were dealing with a lot back mm-hmm. home um, that you weren't able to be present for, with you working in a male-dominated industry, do you think that that side of you also just came out because you felt like you needed to act a certain way in order to be respected? Um, that's a good question. I don't think I ever felt a certain level of, you know, pressure about the fact that it was male dominated only because I have always kind of had more men around me than women. I've always kind of gravitated to male friends or, you know, that kind of a a group maybe. Um, but I do feel like, you know, there was a certain level of, um, like knowledge maybe that I had from those men that made me look at other things differently. So, mm-hmm. you know, whether I knew, you know, definitely it had a lot to do with dating, you know, when it came down to me actually allowing myself to like somebody or give somebody the time and attention that a real relationship takes. I looked at him like, oh, yeah, right. Like I'm going to do that. I already know what y'all are like. Like I've, I've been there. I've seen it. I've lived it through all these men that are close to me. I'm not going to let you do that to me. And I yeah, feel you like get tainted kind of to some extent. This, like, yeah, like it almost made me like a ninja turtle. Like I had that shell, like like a shell of a turtle. And I had a weapon. <laughs> I don't know what my weapon was, but I had a cool oh my weapon, gosh. I think. 
Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like it just, it didn't, I didn't, maybe it's like I didn't let my femininity out enough or, you know, maybe I was just always more sarcastic because that's how I was used to being with everyone at work. Like, I don't know, but I do recognize like a difference in just the way I carry myself now um, Mm -hmm. than the way I did then. And so I feel like, yeah, there was a level of growth for sure. That's amazing. This episode of FedWork is brought to you by Charmin. Those who use Charmin really enjoy the go. Charmin has a variety of products to satisfy your to-go needs. Now we are talking about our bathroom experience. That is one thing that we all have in common, all of us, the need to go. So why not enjoy the go with Charmin? Softness matters at home and in the bathroom. And Charmin has a variety of products that makes your to-go experience that much better. There's Charmin Ultra Soft, which has irresistible cushiony softness. Charmin Ultra Strong for superior strength and absorbency. Or try Charmin Flushable Wipes and get the freshest clean Charmin has. And don't forget, Charmin's long-lasting mega rolls. Charmin aims to give you a better bathroom experience. At Charmin, they believe that won't happen if you finish it all off with the wrong toilet paper, which is why they make a toilet paper that's just right for everybody. So try Charmin and enjoy a better bathroom experience. So you've also switched careers with you being away from LA in the past year. Mm -hmm. Yep. And what career field are you in now? Real estate. Okay, girl. Mm -hmm. All right. And how do you like that? I love it. You know, it's kind of interesting because it does feel like a like a lateral shift from my night job. You know, I feel like everyone associates me with my night job. Um, Correct. Kind of forgetting the fact that I had an entire career. Um, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, but in regards to, like, customer service and luxury and, um, you know, hoping to help someone have a, a wonderful experience and all of that, it's very, you know, lateral. Uh I think that the benefit, you know, now is that people are leaving the transaction happy (laughs) and Mm -hmm, not mm -hmm, upset mm -hmm. that they just had to pay, you know, a tip plus a surcharge plus a service charge plus why are these bottles so expensive? Like instead they're enjoying the fact that they just purchased a home. I mean, you're creating a completely different experience for people. Oh, yeah. And it's very positive. different. Very positive, yeah. very, you know, it's um, it's the biggest transaction of most people's lives. So it's it's a lot of trust that people are putting in you. And, um, you know, I have a really amazing partner who I'm learning everything from. And, you know, he has this incredible knack of customer service and really truly caring about his clients who are mainly friends and family. Like, they just become that because that's the way that he works. And it's... Mm-hmm. um. It's been a, like a really lovely experience, honestly. That's amazing. Yeah. And the market's just insane right now. So we're just busy as bees. When you moved away from L.A., was that something that you thought you were going to get into? Or Not did it just all. kind of like fall on your lap? No, because, you know, when I left L.A., I was still going to be flying back once a month to work in the club and still maintain that relationship with business. And, you know, I'd... I had assumed that when I moved out here, I'd be working for some brands or doing some, you know, level of marketing and entertainment-based stuff, either for the Pistons or, you know, the Wings maybe, or a company that does it for, you know, concerts or whatever. I kind of felt like it was going to be, wow, your resume is awesome from doing all of this. Like, we need you here. And then, you know, after I traveled for a little while and gave myself some time and decided, okay, now I'm going to, you know, start to kind of put myself out there. There was like a week and a half and then it was COVID. So 
when that kind of eliminated the option for any type of um, entertainment-based career at that point, I really didn't know what I was going to do. And so I took some online courses. I learned more about project management and a bunch of other, you know, marketing type jobs and things like that. I just took a bunch of online courses. And when I came back down, there was this, you know, reintroduction of a friend of a friend. And he kind of encouraged me to just go ahead and and move forward with real estate. And I was like, you know what, why not? Like making it my own, you know, I had another job lined up. Everything was moving really well, moving fast. It was going to be a great salary. It was like an ideal job, honestly. And then COVID kind of shut that down. And that week I decided like, I'm, I'm not playing games anymore. And I finished my real estate course that, that week. Look at that. Yeah. Shout out to not playing games. No time like the present. <laughs> Facts. Facts. So with you, I mean, I know you moved home to be, you know, closer to family, but where you live now is still somewhat removed from your immediate family. So with you being somewhat away from your immediate family, your friends completely shifting careers, life completely slowing down in a pandemic and not being able to date because we have talked about that and and you revisiting dating apps and shit. Like what was your... I will honestly truly never do it again. (laughs) No, I I never. I just am not meant for dating apps. I am too vain when it comes to photos. I need to meet someone in person and... I'll bet you right now. I'll bet you right now. I promise you I will never. I bet you right now that you will, in the next... Two years, go on a you dating app again at least once. You man in the next no, two I, years? No, I what think kind of you will, but I, I think you will revisit a dating app. Nope. Okay, you want to bet? Yeah, what do you want to bet? No, I just feel like you specifically won't do it just to fucking win. Well, that too, but also— Not because I, you I mean, don't want some, to go on one. I have realized, and I've, you know, I've, I've given it a valiant effort, I am not finding what I want on those things. I, I like I've told you before, the people that I'm seeing are astronomically opposite from what I want in life. <laughs> and I just feel like our men you know, who take selfies with cats. If you are a man and you take a selfie hugging your cat, showing all your nipple with your unbrushed hair, it is not what I'm looking for. And that's not to say someone doesn't want you. Someone does. <laughs> but that someone is not me. And it's just, like I said, it's just, I I gave it a valiant effort because I was like, I'm in a new place. Like, how else am I going to do it during COVID? Like, I just don't understand. Like, whatever. No. Uh Uh-uh. Never again. And it's just not meant, Sarah Grace is not meant to date online. I'm not mad at it. I mean, you know, I'm not the one for fucking dating apps. This stems back to Burrito Boy. Like, I just have never had the luck you'd want in dating online. I'm not willing to lower my standards. So... Okay, so with all of that yeah, uh-huh. happening of at one one freaking time, so you move home, you're away from you know family, you are away from your friends, you s- completely shift careers, everything stops, you're not dating, you're not really able to make a lot of new friends because the world is closed, everything around is closed. Like, what was your biggest takeaway from from are that time? Are you trying to force me into to depression? With that paragraph of things uh, more, that are more reflection. <laughs> I'm kidding. More reflection. No, I'm kidding. Um, can you finish the question? Because I, I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, what was your biggest takeaway? 
I think my biggest takeaway is that it's okay to slow down. Mm. You know, I, Mm -hmm. you guys are not going to believe this, but I go to bed at like 10 o'clock. Girl, at 6 p.m., I'm already yawning. And then I wake, yeah, but since I was 15 years old, I didn't go to bed before midnight, normally till 3. So, you know, this is a crazy, crazy shift for me. Um, Getting eight hours of sleep, drinking a lot more water, doing Mm -hmm. things that I want. I mean, I went on 10-mile walks almost every day, you know. Um, I moved up north for, what, nine months and lived in the woods with my parents and on the beach and— would wake up and journal and go on walks with my dog. And it was just the, sm- the the things that you don't allow yourself to slow down and enjoy that I had no option but to enjoy because that's all that there was. Yeah. You know, um, you can only organize your closet so many times before, <laughs> like, real talk. Like, my closet is literally organized by type of out, by type of item, then by the same color for every type of item. It's like my sweatshirts, my crewnecks, and my hoodies are all in the same color order, but separately because they're done by type. Like, I was as anal as possible in regards to my closet. And then afterwards, I'm like, well, there's nothing else to do. Should I take it down and do it again? Like, what else am I going to do? So I did stuff like that, though. I cooked a lot. I I was reading. I wrote a book. I, you know, there's a lot of stuff. So you wrote a book. 18 chapters so far. Swear you're about to be a whole author. Yeah, I didn't really tell anyone. I don't know why that just slipped out. What is this about? I had this like reoccurring dream four nights in a row. And then I'm like, Oh, you did tell me this. Yeah, and it was just too good of a story to kind of like not embellish upon. So I just started writing. That's amazing. But yeah, so there's just been, you know, creative things that I've just done or, you know, I, I don't even know, honestly. It seems like the year kind of flew by, even though it seemed like it was dragging at the time. Uh, right. I tried to get into running, like just little things that I don't know that I've never had the time to do before that I just was like, you know what? It's okay to sit down for an hour and do this. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no rush. Or well, not. Yeah. Or not do anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, by that hour, I, I'm referring to sitting down and watching TV in the middle of the day. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, things right, like right. that. But. I mean, I built a porch with my dad. I did a lot of yard work. It's just little things. And and those actually brought me much more joy than, you know, what I thought brought me joy before, you know, working two full-time jobs and never really having time and just being rush, rush, rush. Like, that felt like I was accomplishing a lot. And I, I feel like I accomplished the same amount of stuff in this time. So, yeah. In different areas. Yeah, in completely different areas and, and more so for me, like as a person. Like I'm so much more at peace now. I'm so much more content and happy and, you know, okay at saying no and okay at saying yes and, you know, kind of just figuring it out. No, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, I know that like the the point of this episode was kind of to to go over like the last year and, and how it's been a year that I've been away. But I do think that part of that, obviously plays into you as well because, you know, not only was one of your best and favorite friends leaving (laughs) me, (laughs) but, you know, your partner in this business that we're building and, you know, that that had to have been, you know, I know that we, you had, you were the first to know, obviously, that I was leaving and we had some time to prep for it. But in reality, we didn't, we couldn't prep for what was to come because 
we were no longer able to travel. So how was that for you, I guess, like during all of this? I will say, I don't think I took it hard, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't that deep to me because when you said you were leaving, I didn't really take it as you were leaving because I was like, oh, I'm going to see her in a couple of weeks. And then a couple of weeks after that and, and once a month kind of thing. Right. So I didn't take it as like, you know, obviously I was sad that you were moving, but I also just felt like I was going to see you all the time and it was going to be fine and we were still going to be in heartbeat and, you know, it was going to be its normal thing. So I don't think either one of us could have predicted that the pandemic was going to hit. Right. And when it did, I also just thought it was going to be like a three month, six month thing. I didn't think that in 2021 we would still be, you know, dealing with the effects of the pandemic and still, you know, somewhat being closed down and all of that. So I guess I just kind of took it day by day and it wasn't this huge like, oh my God, Sarah's gone and fed work is changing and we're going to, you know, I feel like we just kind of rolled with the punches Yeah, and we figured it out. I, I feel like even figuring it out from home and in two different states, it was just like, okay, what do we need to do? What do we need to order? What do we, how are we going to record this? How do, where do we send it? We just like figured it out along the way Yeah, where it wasn't so much of this huge, like Bombshell. frustrating task, you know, it just kind of flowed. Right. And, and we took the time when we needed it. Yeah, we definitely took the time we need, but we also went at our own pace, which was good due to the time that we had just to slow down. Like there was right. no rush. There was no timeline. We created our own timeline. We created the content and the episodes that we wanted. And I think from that, even just being organic to ourselves and, and the content that we wanted to put out, we were able to collaborate with brands as well that we wanted to. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I mean, I I, I appreciate you asking how did your move affect me, but I don't I don't think that I took it as like, you know, like I said, as such a huge thing in the beginning. And like I said, even when you came back, I was like, girl, I feel like you were just here like Isn't that the two weeks ago. Thing? It really didn't feel. <clears throat> and I feel like a part of that. And I talked about this with the girls, too. And I know I just spoke about it with you. But I was a little bit concerned that I was going to come back and had missed too much mm, to mm-hmm. catch up. And I was going to, you know, sit down with my friends and be like, wow, I've, list- I've missed too much. Like, our friendship's not the same. And in I remember reality, you – I'm oh, sorry. I don't mean to cut no, you no, off. No, but I remember, I remember you crying about that and your kind of going away dinner we had. And yeah. you were very – oh, my God. You're t- getting you're getting teary-eyed. I do that don't all the time. Cry. I, I don't like you I always do this. It's not intentional. I just have emotions and they come out. <laughs> I know. But it's I not remember like I'm crying, you – just water. Uh, you're oh yeah you're not crying that your eyes are just watering okay yeah yeah all right um I remember you (laughs) right (laughs) I remember you being so you know just emotional about like I just don't want you know my these friendships to end and change and I'm gonna miss out on so much and you know I feel like oh my gosh it just happens I don't know why I'm not actually crying like I'm not feeling it it's just coming it's okay out of my face. it's all right it's all I right. get it but I'm not actually it's okay <laughs> it's just watering um and I think you know for all of us in this year like we all went through our shit you know everyone went through shit everyone yeah. didn't stay in touch as much as we used to everyone didn't see each other as much as we used to like so it wasn't just a Sarah moved away and this is affecting Sarah it affected the whole world yeah you know and so everyone's you know friendships and careers and relationships shifted in that and so you know I just hope 
you know, that kind of eased the transition, I guess, a little bit with just knowing like, okay, I'm not the only one going through this, you know? Yeah. And I think, like I said, I think that had the pandemic not have happened and for some reason I was not able to travel back like I had planned, I would have missed out on, you know, 15 girls nights and all of these things that, you know, all these things that happened and all these stories and all these inside jokes. And I would have been an outsider sitting at my best friend's table. And that's what I was worried about on this trip back. And I, until I got there and realized that like amongst like the four of us, everyone's only seen each other two or three times this entire year. You know, it was Mm -hmm. one of those things where it was kind of like, all right, well, I, I guess I didn't miss that much. And we've still FaceTimed and had our calls and, you know, done things like that. So Especially, obviously, with you. I mean, there's no. Sometimes I just want to like shut the door and be like, "God, can I have a break from Katrina Joe?" I'm kidding, but like, you know, there's, the there's certain there's certain things that were, you know, I didn't miss out on anything because there was nothing to miss out on, and so I think that's why it was like I got off the air the airplane and I just felt like I was at home. Hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, but I also think it's it's important to remember that as cliche as it fucking sounds, that everything happens the way it's supposed to. And I really think that um, with being one of your closest friends on the outside looking in, I do want to give you your flowers. (laughs) Um, And just let you know that from the outside looking in, I do see you for how much you've grown in this year. And, you. you know, with... Shifting careers is not easy to do, especially, oh my gosh, you're tearing up again. Don't. You're going to make me. You're going to make me. I'm genuinely not. Like, you guys, Um, she's making this up right now. I'm genuinely not. Like, look at my face. It's the same. No, I I know, but you made this face. Um, No, but I I, I didn't get to tell you this in person when we were so busy, you know, just shooting and and filming and all that. But you did shift careers in a pandemic, which isn't easy for anyone to do. You did it away from friends and family and like your core support system. And even I'm going to briefly touch on this so we don't have to get uh, too deep into it, but just even to see you grow more into yourself and just your standards and what you want for yourself and just being able to be more clear and decisive relationally. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. I really am, especially, you know, (laughs) I know, I know it's been hard for you and even, you know, relationally with some of the things that have kind of crept up in the the past year, it's, I'm proud of you for just really putting your foot down and being introspective and taking the time out, you know, to figure out what you want, how you want it, when you want it, where you want it, when you you want it. I mean, God wasn't going to let me go into March of this year without having had all of this time you know it's march is marks a year so you know without all this time to do something productive i don't think that that was there was no option it was kind of like sit your ass down shut up get to work like you have some work to do on yourself and so i feel like it's been and 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 before you didn't have that luxury to do so you you know i mean being able to relate to think about everyone else yeah, with multiple careers, you know, also your personal projects, events after event, weekend, traveling, like, you know, the time, just timing was different. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I think that's the biggest blessing of the pandemic has just been time. Thousand percent. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, that's just a year in recap, I guess. I love it. Well, yeah. when are you coming back? 
Um, well, we're looking at March dates, but otherwise it'll probably be April. All right. <laughs> yes, girl. And I'm excited for everyone to see things that we've been working on, I know. especially just this past weekend. So We had a really good weekend, very productive, a lot done. So hopefully you guys will enjoy everything that we have coming. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing your story, Sarah. Thanks for caring enough to ask. <laughs> of course. And thank you guys for listening. Um, yes. We'll see you guys next week. Sounds good. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of FedWork. We hope that you enjoyed it. Please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on all platforms. For any inquiries or sponsorship requests, please visit wearefedwork.com.